We're doing it. That's for sure. We're doing it for sure. <laughs> Seems like it's happening. It is happening. Let's not even waste any time. Folks, welcome to Can You Confirm That? It's our 100th episode today. Congratulations, Korov. <laughs> A heartfelt congratulations to you, John. Thanks. Someone's got to say it. Yeah. A big uh, one. We made it. Uh, uh, you know, we're officially going to be triple digits from here on out. So this is it. This is season two, series two, I should say. Shit. Series two, episode 50. Ser- this, is it the season finale of series two? Better be. I've got a two-week vacation planned after this. <laughs> yeah. Next Monday, you're busy, eh? So, okay. <laughs> Good thing we've got this plan. And um, we're pretty excited to be here today, and we're excited that you guys are here, too. Lots of uh, fun things to share, and we've got um, we've got a little a bit of a fun plan um, for today. Sounds fun, <laughs> not not so healthy, but fun. Oh yeah, well that's because you know what we're doing. Um, have you guys ever heard, or do you guys remember? I think it was popular. Geez, I want to say. 20 years ago, the Century Club. Is that still a thing? I would imagine. I, I don't think it's... I think it was older than 20. Like, you know what I mean? I'm I'm sure that we weren't the first ones to be so brilliant. <laughs> no, that's true. But I think it's one of those things that has come down through time. Uh, I don't know what the first reference would be. That'd be actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, not not to say that we're gonna, you know, like there's centurions who are a hundred years old, and there's different ways of celebrating a hundred years. But um, the sort of most white trash version <laughs> is um, is basically they uh, is drinking a hundred shots in a hundred minutes. Is that right? And it's like what the how I knew it was. One shot every minute. Is is that how you heard it too? Yeah, but like to clarify with beer. Right. Right, yeah. A hundred so you know, essentially what it would come down to is and I remember kind of playing this in my youth, I guess. Yeah. Youth. Uh aged youth, uh young adulthood. Young adulthood. That sounds more proper. Uh yeah, and I, I remember it just being beer. I mean and you got to kind of like remind yourself, like, you know what I mean? If you, it sounds pretty intense when you say to yourselves, you're going to have a hundred shots of beer in 100 minutes. Uh, but if you tell yourself you're going to have about a hundred sips of beer, you know, over, over an hour and a half, that actually doesn't sound so intimidating, you know? No, it, it doesn't. I, I never thought it was intimidating. Even as a young, uh, early adult, to me, I was like, oh, I feel like I could do that. I never tried it. Yeah. I heard horror stories of people of, of being harder than it sounds. But, um, and uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, I'm not going to try it today. But, because um, <laughs> we don't want to record for an hour and 40 minutes. 
No, and we're not disciplined enough to continuously monitor <laughs> a clock for that long either. Um, no, but you're right, man. The You know what the horror stories tended to be is that uh, beer is one of those things that you don't want to take a sip and then wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to take a couple of big gulps and then chill, then drink. And then, you I mean, like it's so that's the idea is one that it gets uh, pretty gross after about 70 minutes of just taking like these minute long breaks between <laughs> just sitting uh, in a circle. Yeah. And the beer gets warm over that time. It's not like it stayed cold. Most activities right? that involve like a bunch of dudes sitting in a circle together. Most of them are gross. I guess they all have their own ways. Of having fun, <laughs> right. Oh goodness. Uh, I haven't participated in, but maybe a drum. No, I haven't participated in a drum circle either. It does feel very, um, frat boyfriend. Like I would say that this is something that it would have as a drinking game. You'd have to imagine this came up during frat culture. Like whenever yeah. that was really taken hold because it's just, it's cost effective. Um, for one, Right, like you can go shot for shot with somebody with like liquor, um, and you'll do damage in probably the same amount of time, uh, but you'll have like one fifth the amount to drink, probably. Right, like mm-hmm. you know what the world's uh, oldest recorded drinking game is? No, what is it? It's uh, called Katabos. K O T T A B O S. Uh, comes from ancient Greek, about fourth fifth century BC, to be honest. Oh. Uh, and it is best understood as a combination of horseshoes and a chugging contest. <laughs> uh, so the, the drinking game involved uh, flinging dregs, uh, you know, like left uh, leftover wine sediments across a room, uh, and then you'd chug it. Uh, it was gross. But hey, 4th century BC, you know what I mean? Good times. Well, let's run that intro, and then let's get started, and I'll explain. C++ Productions. Can you confirm? Can you confirm? <laughs> welcome back, guys. Um, and welcome again to Can You Confirm? That's 100th episode. We're super excited to have you guys here. Um, we're doing the Century Club, a modified version of the Century Club this evening. For us, evening, uh, this recording for you guys, because we don't usually um, record an hour and 40 minutes for an episode, we tried to think of a way to be able to do something like this to celebrate 100 episodes and still kind of keep the theme. So it's our opinion that uh, maybe we can do 100 seconds of really hard drinking. <laughs> So it's like, how, how much can I chug in a hundred seconds? It's like a hundred seconds of power, basically. It's kind of, uh, to be honest, this is an, an honor uh, of a, a new recent hero that I didn't really know uh, was a hero of mine up until this last week. Who's but that? Mr. Chestnut. Oh, Joe Chestnut. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Is he uh, I'm gonna, off the guy? Is that why you're proud? You, he's your hero now. Well, I think it's mostly that he didn't lose stride. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like 
If it was uh, Usain Bolt going down the 100 meter and there was like some streaker in front of him. Yeah. You think Usain Bolt's going to probably have to break stride to like get this guy down. It would be quite the feat if Usain Bolt just managed to like throw an elbow, you know, yeah. mid sprint. Yeah. That happens to knock this person out and, and doesn't break stride while he's going. Um, <laughs> yeah. It still wins the race. Yeah. Like that's the equivalent of what I saw there that day. Like yeah. that's this man just like continued chewing, continued swallowing. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like while he was grabbing the guy from like behind and choking him out, I, I feel like his other hand was grabbing a bun and a dog, like prepping yeah. for like as soon as he's ready to go. Yeah. But yes. is, he is quite the athlete. That's for sure. Well, what? Okay, so I, first, I guess maybe disclaimer: uh, we're not condoning or celebrating drinking in any way. Oh no, absolutely not. You know what this is though? This is a hundred. We're celebrating. We're this is for me and you, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something me and you haven't done because of this whole pandemic is like sat around and actually had drinks, right? Um, sure. So this is for that, and also because. Uh, what, like 90% of other podcasts generally are just men sitting around drinking nowadays, I guess. Yeah. Actually, you know, uh, full disclosure, audience, I'm pretty clean every time we record. But this time... We're a fairly sober podcast compared to the rest of the... This time, who knows by the end of it? Who knows? What have you got to drink tonight? Uh, I got some Pilsners. We're in the summer. Uh, okay. So I'm going to keep them nice, light, and crisp and clean. Uh, the alcohol content, unfortunately, is a little bit higher than I expected. Um, but we'll see where we end up. Uh, they're, they're gonna be fun, I guess. <laughs> I've got adult seltzers. Mmm, all the rage. Yes. I've got two kinds. Uh, is it, uh, natural? Is that how you say it? It's like, uh, it's got an umlaut over the U. I don't know. I, I always thought it was neutral. Neutral. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Neutral. Neutral. Yeah, that's right. And then one called nude. Mm, okay. I thought they looked the same, actually, so I grabbed them both. But that's funny. Uh yes. I mean, I mean, I'm sure we've got many listeners that are familiar with the White Claws, the Cottage Countries, the yeah, a billion others that are out there right now. Yeah, I, you know, I have a have to keep it as healthy as possible for this occasion, which is another reason why I can't drink a hundred drinks in a hundred minutes. That's, uh, let's but, keep this. Yeah, I was gonna keep in mind that this is. Uh, this is uh, what we call uh, making sacrifices, right? Like I am sacrificing <laughs> my health and uh, putting it on the line for for the listeners uh, who've gotten us to a hundred. So thanks for coming along, guys, and uh, just keep in mind anything that might come out of my mouth after a <laughs> minute's time. So we don't have a, a timer running on our recording, so I can't start at a certain time. Like if you're watching and you're looking at your Spotify or your um, iTunes or whatever playing off. It's not going to start at a certain time. So anyone who has uh, any sort of um, obsessive compulsive or OCD or, you know, kind of thing about them, it's going to start just whenever, but <laughs> we're going to go for a hundred seconds. I'm going to open my can to kind of get ready. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, can I, prior to this, I'm just going to make one question. Can I, can I glass it? Oh yeah, I've got a, I've got my little copper glass here too. So okay, so I'm going to be pouring right now. Yeah, Let's I'm get... not going to chug out of a can. That that'll give you burps. 
Well, that's, I mean, it's part of the challenge. That's why I was wondering, like, how challenging are we trying to be? This is red, by the way. I'm surprised that it's not just clear. Yeah, it smells really good. That's what she said. Not a sponsor, but uh, <laughs> neutral. Yeah. You guys hit me up. I guess I got a case coming next week, don't you? All right. <laughs> I've got one prepped. I mean, the unfortunate part is I'm probably not going to have a second glass to go. The second, you know, see the confidence. Yeah. Did you see that? That was like uh, Freudian confidence, where I was like, "Man, I don't even know what's going to happen." Forty seconds into this, when I'm ready to pour this next glass. Well, I feel like I can get down this first one in, in shortly. So we're going to oh, start the timer, guys. Um, I'll tr- we'll try to make some noise or something like that, so it's not just dead air for a hundred seconds. But uh... well, well, hold on. <laughs> me, I think me and you. No, no, they can hear us gulping away for a minute. It'll be fine. You can play some straw, like some soft, like fucking John Mayer in the, in the edit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like soft strings. Uh, but no, me and you, sir, uh, you know, I've got my, my finger ready to go on that start button. Uh, we're going to have to do a countdown here to be synced. Are we not? Yeah. I wonder if there's a delay. Um, okay. Well, here is to a hundred episodes, buddy. Um, Cheers. Okay, everybody. We're going to start now. Right, halfway. It's uh, very busy. I had a feeling it would be for you. Okay, I may have hit a wall. I'm looking at the side of the cannon, hoping that I uh, ate responsibly. Reading the calorie. 28 seconds, last call. All right, sir. I'm going to say I feel pretty confident. We're at 35 seconds. I've already downed a beer. So I'm going to take the time. This could be the riskiest move. I am taking the time to pour this one in the glass versus just canning it. A pit stop in F1. I have burnt 25 seconds doing that. That's not good. Remember, 100 seconds, not one minute. I know, but I got to... You know, we're at... Last 39 seconds now, aren't we? We are. Goodness, this was a bad idea. <laughs> They're tall boys? They're tall boys, by the way. <laughs> ah, fuck it. I apologize. Oh, oh I'm glad that for we're our, not in person uh, to do this one. For our spatial audio listeners. All right, I'm done. Did you only have two beers with you? Ah. Okay, that was it. <laughs> That's an hour, a minute and 40 seconds or 100 seconds. Ah, for our American listeners. We're not yeah. metric, I guess. <laughs> I think Hold they still count seconds. <clears throat> I muffled that one behind all this. All right. You know, I did make it as far as I thought. I brought three cans with me. So, sir, I've, I'm, I'm down a can. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got left here. I think here. beer is easier to drink than uh, vodka seltzers or whatever these are. I, I tried to tell you. 
Uh, but I feel like that means I'm well ahead in the alcohol per content <laughs> in my blood game. Uh, Excuse me. Goodness. I'm going to find something to put in there that sounds nicer than burping into people's ears. Ah. <laughs> uh. My friend, <laughs> that was a lot of beer, like really fast. Yeah, that's the idea, I think. I feel like uh, by not finishing this glass right now, I feel like I'm going to throw up, but by finishing it, I'll be better. Is that not weird? I Either way, you should totally finish it. Yeah, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. There you go. Good job. We are polished. That was, you know. Fuck. <laughs> well no i'm just thinking like that that one sip took nothing at the end here right just now but yeah. had i forced it and i had seven seconds on the clock i know damn well i did <laughs> i looked up and i was like oh shit uh, i could but if i do i have a feeling that seven seconds right there just saved us from having to like pause this entire podcast so that i could clean up my desk yeah that yeah. would have been yeah you know, we're getting a head start on the night, so that wouldn't have been nice. <laughs> I'm just saying that this is, that's, that's like a split second decision. The kind of things that like you see in the movies where people make the right decision and they don't shoot the person that they went to go kill or something uh, and they let them live. Uh, I let myself live. I let the podcast live um, by not having to take a 20 minute break to clean up the puke that was about to show up. Mm -hmm. So... I think that shows a lot of growth. And for those who have been with us for a while, that was the whole theme of this season. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's <laughs> where I'm at. That's how much growth I've shown. So did you know that the 100th year, there's actually a 100th year anniversary gift? There never used to be, but there is now. You brought this up maybe a couple, like, we remember, uh, I want to say it was, like, around episode 70-ish. Oh, yeah. When when, when we I went my through. Fifth? Yeah, or, yeah, because we went through, like, the paper and all that stuff, and we were just like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then maybe we even came across it, like, later on around, like, episodes 80-ish, 90-ish, when we were talking about the Jubilee and the Queen and all that, um, yeah. where we were trying to figure out what the 100 would be. You've done the work. You've done, you've done Journalism, investigative stuff. Good for you. <laughs> so it's a 10K diamond if you get there. And like 10 carat? Yeah. So I don't know. Or like 10,000 of dollars. Oh, 10 carat. A 10 carat diamond. But it's like, huh. you know, like if you're on like a pension. <laughs> well, I don't know if you got 10, 10 carat diamond money coming in. <laughs> Let's say you got to give up one of the 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 C's, right? I mean, the clarity's going to be the first one to go, and are going to be a pretty cloudy diamond, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In actually, there is a couple in uh, Bethinda. Okay. Um, Batinda. Yeah, oh, okay. sorry, yeah, Batinda. Yeah, that's um, that I, I didn't know you were going there, but okay. Well, all right. They celebrated their 100th anniversary. <clears throat> Bagwan Singh. And his wife. Wow. Congratulations. Um, yeah, he's 120 and she's 122. Huh. It's pretty crazy, That's eh? quite old. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Imagine. 
100 years together. Um, well, listen, man, I, I did hear a commercial recently for diamonds that aren't perfect. I shit you not. It was an entire diamond store commercial where they were like, why not get an imperfect diamond? And it's like, what's an imperfect diamond? An imperfect diamond is for the person uh, like whose imperfections are perfect to you or something. I was like, this is a stretch, but okay. It's Um, like, um, you know, grocery stores. Now, I agree with this, but grocery stores, um, there's some grocery stores that will push to sell the ugly fruit and vegetables. You know how there's this big... You know, the big thing about uh, all the food waste and stuff about, you know, if the vegetable, if a carrot has like two arms hanging out of it, no one's going to want to buy the carrot, even though it's just as good as a pretty carrot or whatever. So, there's Well, it all depends on what you're going to do with the carrot. I guess, but, you, you know, it's still just as nutritious and flavorful either way. So <laughs> no, of course, yeah. You get the they have like the what the imperfect apples in a bag, yeah. Uh, which I suppose, like, listen, if you were going to use them for apple pies, anyways, fine. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to be putting out a fruit platter for your friends, Give you're going to want some perfect fucking shiny, but apples, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Or like if you go to Japan and it's like, um, some guy kissed this apple good morning for seven days until it was like perfectly sweet and then so you spend Listen, and you mean like dollars on it i'm i'm all for in, uh, including <laughs> everyone uh making space for everyone uh and letting everyone do and, and be what they want uh but i don't think i need like an inclusive fruit platter where it's <laughs> like i had to make sure that like the ugly carrots also got on there you know I mean like it's like <laughs> It's like here's some broccoli carrot dips, and it's like uh, some, don't don't mind some of the. This is where mid- Gorov draws right? the line on woke culture. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you know, not like all carrots are carrots. Like, come on, <laughs> some are for stews and some are not. Yeah, okay, that's good to know where you stand. <laughs> uh, I had to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, don't be serving me no fucking bruised cantaloupe. Did you know that um, the U.S. actually has the um, the largest population of centurions in the world now? With 97,000 people. Huh. Yeah, you, I would have thought surprising. Japan was going to be leading the way in that. That felt like a Japan culture thing. Not, I know. Not, I mean, like it's just, you always hear about that. I'm very surprised, actually, to see that. Japan is second with 79,000, so quite a few less. Hey, but if you think about it, proportionately amongst population, like, there's not 300 million Japanese people, are there? Uh, I mean, I feel like there might be. Japan population, I got this, don't worry. That's a CYCT fact checker army. 124.90 million by the end of 2022. Uh, so So that's like... Proportionately, that's really good, though. Yeah. There's like 350 million Americans, 125 million Japanese, and they're like, they're nipping on the tails. Eh? It's like, oh, very good. Okay. Wow. There's, that place, there's a little place in Italy that has, I think, the highest per capita centurions. Vatican? 
<laughs> no. Um, you wouldn't be surprised, though. <laughs> it's uh, called Sardina. Mm. Okay. And it's like, um, it's on the water, as a lot of Italy is, but there's something, like, there's studies and videos about their diets and their health that sh- that'll, like, like, I guess it's, um, hmm, what does it, what does it say here? The population's not very high, right? I got about 1.6 million showing uh, for the Sardinian people. Yeah. The Sards, like... if you will. Uh, <laughs> not a slur, apparently, according to Wikipedia. That's just because they're a romantic people. Um, that's all I got so far, though. And then it's like uh, almost 18,000 of them are over 100. Yeah, so here it is. Uh, Average life expectancy is slightly over 82. Uh, It's the first discovered blue zone. Uh, It was, okay, yeah, so you're right. Sardinia is the first discovered blue zone, a demographic or geographic area of the world where people live measurably longer lives. Yeah. Yeah. The Sardinians share this with the Ryukyuans, Apologies if I said that incorrectly. Uh, from <laughs> Okinawa, right? So yeah, there you go. The Japan has the highest rate of centenarians in the world: uh, twenty-two centenarians per hundred thousand inhabitants. Yeah, there you go. That's what Japan. So Japan is still winning. Yeah, in that like the the ratio aspect mm-hmm. of this things. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, for our American listeners, yes, you're still number one. <laughs> like uh you forced you like just pushed yeah. your way through the door as yeah, exactly. as american as possible as like you could be we're taking this too and you just <laughs> pushed your way to first there but like that's going to be like the republican argument for why they don't need health care for everybody because it's like listen we're mm-hmm. already leading the world and like the oldest people oh i feel bad now we shouldn't have uh yeah shouldn't even have brought it up that's fine How's your drink coming along, sir? I poured another one. Oh, you did? You're going to keep going? Well, I figured we're celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, I was, th- yeah, I was, I'm going to pour another one too. You're right. Um, yeah, the on. drink, yes. The drink is okay. The drink is okay. It's a one in a hundred. I, I think what we drank once, uh, remember we did one episode prior. Long, long time ago, probably during the season one years, uh, where we had uh, some of the, the, we did the whiskey drinking night, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as dangerous as the hot sauce night that we recently did, celebrating the previous season. No, I'd like to try that one again. Oh, goodness. I would love to do that one live on location. Actually, I was thinking like, uh, like a let's uh, just strap some microphones to our chest and then we'll go out to a restaurant and just eat a bunch of hot sauces and see how it goes down. <laughs> yeah, restaurant hot sauce is never hot enough. I was at, geez, um, are you familiar with State and Maine? Yes, yes. Yeah. Some of their items are low enough in sodium that uh, I can eat them. So it's one of the places that I can go if family need to go somewhere. Okay. And I had their nashville chicken sandwich and i've had nashville chicken at like proper like southern restaurants Mm -hmm. southern style restaurants i should say and it's one of those things that on occasion is 
very hot. And, you know, as, as you guys might know, I have a pretty good tolerance for heat. Yep. And I was very under, like, I knew, I knew going into it that I wasn't going to be uh, worried about this one. And, yeah, it was like, I think a spicy chicken from Wendy's is hotter than it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's kind of like, um, you know, like Taco Bell is like Mexican food for white people. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I believe state in Maine is like white food for white people. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't think uh, they're trying to impress anyone with their spice level there. Right. Um. Hey, they you go have to a, a tie but you bowl. Go to, no, but I'm saying you go. To, yeah, but but that tie bowl is probably <laughs> not the tie bowl. You you mean like it's it's the white people white food tie bowl, right? Like it's not. But you're getting that even like a pickle barrel, I bet. Um, <laughs> you're just saying, and they're they're not that adventurous there. But I can see it's good that they have some sodium low sodium options there for you. There's you, a couple you, items. It's good yeah. that you're sticking to that. Uh, yeah. Seems almost more restrictive than like gluten, though, because isn't salt in like pretty much everything? Yeah, but yeah. well, it doesn't have to be zero salt. There's like certain certain amounts that I can go to in a meal if I have to. I try to be as low as possible, but if I'm somewhere, you guys can try to play along if you'd like. See if you can keep your meals to under 500 milligrams. Of sodium. Okay. I'll keep that, that in mind when I'm out and about. That's um, hard because yeah. uh, restaurants in Canada, at least, that um, are not chain restaurants with over 20 locations don't have to post their nutritional information. So there's only certain places. The hard, the hard, one of the biggest struggles is um, the biggest chains are usually the worst places to eat, but hmm, that's most true. likely yeah. will post their nutritional information. Like, so they can. It, it's easy to get all the information from a McDonald's menu because, you know, they feed so they've many got people. The resource, no, but they've got the resource that's actually figured it. Like, you know what I mean? Like a mom and pop fish shop. But there's nothing fucking there. To eat. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you go to like JB's Fish and Chips. Yeah. yeah. JB's fish and chips can't afford to like send their food out to a lab to be like fucking deconstructed for like the content, right? Like, yeah, it's and they not... don't have to by law. They don't have to. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate part, man. It's like I guess you just kind of have to be like getting the feta watermelon salads at certain <laughs> places. You mean like you know, like those kinds of places? Where... Yeah, luckily, you know, I had like a, a background in in food enough that. Uh, you know, like things that you even just now, like feta. Well, feta is like usually stored in brine. Yeah, so. is is just liking something a lot uh, uh, a background though? <laughs> I almost went to culinary school. Okay? I'm almost just, went. I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> um, I really so. like World War II documentaries. I don't know if I've got a background <laughs> in it. <laughs> I guess uh, be, almost going, almost taking history as your major doesn't mean you fucking know anything. I guess, right, right. I, I am though the World War II historian on CYCT. We we do have relates here, so I, I can you know you, you you definitely have the nutritionist and dietitian side of the field 
on lock here. That that's yeah. for sure. I'm a history buff. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Yeah. But we're not talking about the history right now. We're talking about the future. Hundred episodes of Can You Confirm That? To the next hundred. <laughs> well, I was looking at the most popular um <clears throat> hundred most popular names. And I uh, got. I'm proud to say John is number three. Mm, very Anglo list you found. Well, uh, <laughs> feel like if we had found like the top 100 names, like on Yahoo.in, you'd probably have like Kumar at number three. It's based on my uh, cookies and search history, I suppose. But still, <laughs> that's, not, that's that bubble they want to keep you in. <laughs> Well, I often argue that there's probably a John Brown in every language, right? Well, no, I mean the joke is uh, the super bad joke, right? It's like why why'd you go with Muhammad? <laughs> it's it's, most it's the number one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look it up. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, this list on uh, whitey.com. No, it's uh, ssa.gov. So I don't know. Take it how as you will, but um, James is the first, is the most popular name. Robert's second, and John's third. But yeah, it is very Anglo. That's right. You know, I've liked every James, Robert, and John I've ever met. Have you? Yeah, couple of questionable pranks. <laughs> every Harry you meet is a little bit of a dick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's that, uh, Frank, Dick, and Harry? Is that what you're getting at? Is that the I'm not getting at anything. I'm just telling you, man. It is what it is. <laughs> um, the most popular female name, can you guess? A white female name, I should say. I should add. Can't still be Karen. No, it's not Karen. Karen's not in the top ten. Oh, she is. Karen's number ten. Karen's always in the top ten. That's just how she does it. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Jennifer, Emily. Oh, you're close. Uh, Jennifer's number three. She's she's uh, on par with John. Uh, not a very recent list. Eh? Like, I would have figured Emily and Paris babies were all over the place now. Uh, this is from 1922 to 2021. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, so overall, overall. Yeah. Ashley? Number one name is Mary. Give me a break. You got to figure it's going back to our Japanese centurion friends. This could be, this could be just proportionally, right? Like, here's the idea. Uh, let's say there's always a million babies born. Just, just to make our math easier for everybody, right? Sure. But let's say in like 1942, 600,000 of those million were named Mary. Whereas like on average, you're getting like a hundred thousand or less jennifers but like enough that it adds up overall right i bet you i bet you mary just had a really good run through like 1928 through 1949 okay but enough to keep the lead you know it's not that detailed so i can't collaborate but i'm just saying this is how my uh, my analytical mind is looking at this and i'm telling you you know deborah's probably on a comeback do you like that beat, uh, uh, Beck song? Becky. Becky's probably. Rebecca's got to be nailing that list. I wondered if your sister's name was on there, because then, then you'd feel a little more vindicated, but I don't you know. 
I would say that that name, my sister, like, uh, you know, for security purposes, I guess we won't really reveal it. Uh, um, Give her address, too. If you... <clears throat> yeah, no, right. Uh, here's her social <laughs> and her passport. Uh, I would say she's ranking, like, somewhere in the 50 to 70s, man. Yeah, I don't even see that name on the list, to be honest. You just have to control F and type it in and see what Neither of our sisters are on this. I've made this list. Oh, I would have put your sister like not on that list for sure. It's not a un- <laughs> like it's not a very common name, right? Yeah. yeah. Moonbeam, my sister Moonbeam. Yeah, she hasn't made it far on this list. Moonbeam Brown. <laughs> my, my parents have uh you know, I like to say that my parents missed being hippies. <laughs> they went from the 50s to square because they had a kid uh, before 60, like before the hippie movement. That's funny. They never got their chance. Yeah, that's right. They would have made great hippies. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, honestly, I think they made that decision, though, John. Don't take it away from them. <laughs> there, There's plenty of children whose parents were hippies. Um, and they grew up with the, the trauma and the therapy bills to prove it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I inherited their records, and I unfortunately they were not hippies. <laughs> I got Benny Goodman and Earl Grant. <laughs> A lot of Artie Shaw in there. Eh? <laughs> A lot of big band. All right. Good times in the Century Club, eh? Yeah. What else you got? Yeah. So, uh, what are you looking up there? What do you? What you got? What you got? Well, uh, you know, I see like, your eyes lighting up. Sure. Sure. There's, I got lots of different options, um, lots of things to go through, lots of ideas. All right. Well, while you while you think of that, I'll, I'll trivia question you something. Oh, sure. And and this I want to see because like you might actually be able to bullshit your way and figure this one out. Um, <laughs> in the world of cricket, the sport, not the bug. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's where I went. Uh, what does a century refer to? In the world of cricket. Wow. Um, you know, I don't know much about cricket. Don't worry. Not many people do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume that a century is something about, um, the stats of a player. Yeah. Yeah. And not yeah. like a game stat, but like this guy's been on a, has a century or whatever. Look at you. That's actually, I was going to say, like you almost BS your way into a vague enough question, answer that I was like, oh, yeah, anybody could have covered that. But then you went one level further and you gave an <laughs> example and your example is quite on. Yeah. A century is actually when like one batsman, like a, a batter. Uh, hits a hundred or more runs in a single inning uh, of a game. Yeah. Oh wow! Look yeah. at you. All right. Good job. Well, now- <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at the top 100 songs of all time, and I think that we could probably sing along to almost all of these, which is kind of fun to me. Okay. All right. Um, are we Are we going to be doing that? I don't think our, the audience wants to hear. Oh this gosh, thank goodness! The relief. I mean, they're already really? in it. They're already here. So, 
it'd be hard. They they're not warned of anything, but we might see the engagement dive off. Right? <laughs> I mean, I know we're in spatial audio on Spotify all of a sudden, but I don't think anybody needs us fucking singing in immersive 3D. Number 100 is Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner. Do you know that one? I do. Ooh, okay. I like this. We are looking at different lists. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm I mean, at... I just, I have a list in front of me of like, the, uh, so this it yeah. might be funny to see. Okay, cool. And then I have Family, this one actually I don't know. I know they're uh, an old version of Family Affair. This one is by Mary J. Bla- Blige. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. I, I want you to keep that original thing. cut. Yeah, don't don't edit that one out. Uh, she I was at the Super Bowl, John. Listen, anyway. I know who she is. Um, but I know the original, like, it's a family affair. But I don't know this version unless it's a sample. It's like her big hit. Mm-hmm. Like, literally would have done it at the, at the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I, I, th- I wouldn't beat yourself up about it. Don't worry. No, I um, don't. I swear, number 98, that was a big one for us. 94 it came out in. So first year of high school, we were like going into the grade nine classes singing I swear to in our white turtlenecks. That was our, uh, like the much music video dance slow jam of the night. Yeah. That's when you had to like get off the fucking wall of the gym and actually go to the middle and be like, what up, friend girl? And like, you know what I mean, that was the best part is like you, you generally like if you were going to go dance to a slow song at like a high school dance and you were of a certain like, I just don't want to take risks in life. The first person you went to was like one of your friends and just was like, hey, girl, what's up? Let's go. Like, this is awkward for everyone, right? Let's just get this over with. I'm pretty sure I would like strategically plan to be out of the gymnasium at the time before. Oh, I better run. I better run before a slow song starts. Yeah, I was always cute and cuddly and knew it. So it didn't <laughs> matter to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, someone's going to vine me. Well, I didn't have that same confidence that you continued. Oh, no, no. I did not have that confidence. <laughs> like, honestly, I did not know I had, like, I did not know uh, until maybe grade, like, 12. 11, like the tail end of grade 11 and grade 12 where I was like, oh, oh, they think I'm cute. You know what I mean? It was like one of those weird things. Like I didn't include in uh, a couple of times where um, just odd things happened in, in the high school years. And I'd be like, oh, well, aw shucks. You know what I mean? Like was, I was very much an aw shucks kind of guy. And yeah, I guess I can somewhat continue to be to this day. Sure. Sure. Um. We've got Nothing Compares to You, Sinead O'Connor's version. Okay. All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Good song. Hmm. My Sharona by The Knack. But this is supposed to be, like, what, the top 100 of the last 100 years? Like, I don't see Beethoven or Mozart getting any love on this. No. Like, top 100 of all time, to me, screams, like, you know, you got to have some pieces in there from, from my boy Bach. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, another he, Johan joint. This is the top 100 Billboard, so I guess. Oh, Billboard okay. Was, yeah, Billboard since they, was since they started tracking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I guess it would be a pretty subjective list if somebody was to be like the top 100 songs of all time. 
Um, because I'm sure there's some things like some bangers from like the late 18th century. <laughs> I mean, it's subjective, like you said. You uh, so so not to say that I'm like a, a classical music nerd because I am not, but I did recently learn about uh, the majesty that is William Tell's overture with real cannons. Mm-hmm. So apparently it had been written with like a, a break for like real cannon fire and they performed it with real cannons plenty of places, but like not inside like, you know, the Toronto Symphony Orchestra because like, you know, cannons can blow up shit. Um, but there have been some like outdoor renditions and you can find them on YouTube and stuff where like the like certain symphonies have played outdoor shows with like the live cannons as part of the William Tell Overture. Uh, and it sounds so fucking crazy good, man. So different, so unique, and just... Motherfucker actually did write it with the idea of, like, cannons should go off now. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, he knew what he was talking about. That's the most fucked up part to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to give you more uh, understanding of this list, it's the Billboard Top 100 since uh, ni- 1958, since they started tracking. Songs are ranked based on an inverse point system, uh with a few different criteria weeks at number one um, earning the greatest value and um, weeks at lowest lower spots earning the least. Oh, okay. So I feel like I'm going to hate the top 10 of this list. Cause it's going to be pretty much like Drake. So actually I, I don't know the top 10 from 10 to one are physical by Olivia Newton, John. Okay. The Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Okay, well, now, come on. (laughs) Listen, Uh, we all love an Ed Sheeran, but... (laughs) Cracking the top ten of, like... Okay. Give it... it Absorb the whole list here. Macarena by uh, Los Del Rio in uh, 1996, number eight. I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas is number seven. Oh, Mazel Tov. <laughs> Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO is number six. There's so much <laughs> I want to say about that song. I love it so much and hate <laughs> it. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that song encompasses self-loathing. Because mm-hmm. when you listen to it, you move your head. You move your feet. You don't know why, and you hate yourself for it. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds pretty personal, but... um how do I live by Leanne Rhymes is number five. Uptown Funk by yeah. Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars is number four. Okay. Um, and then the top, the last three, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. Huh? Okay. I know. Smooth by Santana is number two. And then the, was that the, was that the smooth, uh, San, was that the one featuring Mr. Rob Thomas though? It is. And then yeah. number one is The Twist by Chubby Checker. Wow. Okay. That fucking list took a like a, a sharp left turn after number four, huh? It's pretty diverse, it, it, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, it all makes sense now, I guess. I mean, I wonder how many, for how long the twist was in the top 100. I bet you a long time. That list, that top 10, though, that top 10 feels like it's missing the Napster years. 
know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Like, it's got a pretty big gap in there between, like, when they knew how to track record sales and when they figured out how to track record streams. But not the fucking mucky middle in the five, six, seven, eight years where, like, they did not know how to track LimeWire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every DJ's downloaded the twist. And the mashed potato. Yeah. yeah. Halloween. Uh, <laughs> anyways. All right. That's an interesting one. I get it. But that, uh, listen, man, my theory holds, I'm pretty sure. That list would look different if they knew how to have tracked piracy. Yeah. Right? Because there were things that were moving around in the years 2002 through 2007 where uh, the music industry didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And it was just so much easier for us one dude would go to HMV, buy a $20 album, send it out onto the internet for clout. Right? And they sure. would just tag it with, like, their little hacker name of, like, JB Rip Crew. And you'd be like, <laughs> thanks, JB Rip Crew. Thanks for tagging my MP3 with, like, your weird name. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take it because it's here. That that murky middle, I think, is kind of weird to me. Like, hmm. Have you seen Odd. Thor yet? Uh, not yet. Have you? I hear uh, it's no. for kids, so I'm gonna take my kids if they haven't already seen it. That's a yeah. I I haven't heard good things, surprisingly. So I who knows what to say about that. But uh, I feel like we were prepped for that. Chris Hemsworth, like weeks before the movie came out, was like quoted as saying, "Like the movie is, uh, it looks like a or or it feels like a nine year old made it or something, or or it's like a movie that a nine year old would make." Is what he said. Something along those lines, right? Which to me meant, oh, okay, my kids will love it. I'm not going to love it so much. Mm-hmm. But hey, we'll see what happens. At this point, that MCU is a fucking juggernaut that is made to like cater to a hundred different tastes. Now, it's it's like the that cliched shit that we always hear in like action movies and stuff. It's like. It's grown beyond your control. And it's kind of there. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, okay, too. I think this is going to be mean two things. One, it's going to mean that uh, uh, more filmmakers will make the movies they want with the MCU. Uh, and second, that the audiences are going to not love them all. Mm-hmm. Because now you're going to... I think it'll just break out of that mold of like... <laughs> And I think the MCU has been trying to tell us that they were going to do this. They want to break out of the idea of when you come to see a show or a movie that you know what you're going to get. I think they're working really hard on this idea of like, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, um, and we'll see, right? Like, um, I used to be excited, excuse me, for She-Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, beer's fucking catching up. <laughs> uh, I was I was excited for She-Hulk because of just the idea of like the log line of how they had pitched the log line of like She-Hulk uh, attorney blah 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 and I was like oh cool the trailer tells me they're looking at it very much more like a Sex in the City kind of thing oh Which, yeah right so to me I'm like oh huh so I'm not your intended audience for That's this right. one you might not be. Right? And I'm like, okay. All right. I I get it. Because why should I always be? Right? When when you're making hundreds of things, 
why should you always be trying to please me? That doesn't make sense. You should really be trying to please and grow the tent. Uh, Marvel movies striking out with She-Hulk the way they are uh, is is the equivalent of like when like sports teams try to like when the NFL tried to get female viewers and they made a concerted effort for that in like the early 2000s and it's paid off because now when they do surveys and stuff they find that 51% of their own viewership is female right like there you go so mm-hmm. i think there's there's going to be times and places where like a show appeals to me and doesn't not to say i'm not going to watch yolk i think i still will it's like listen if they can if they can make it less sex in the city and more ally mcbeal i'm in i'm in well with that being said uh one of the lists i saw that i thought suited our podcast is at the 100 best marvel characters ranked so these are um, top superhero sidekicks and villains from across the Marvel movies and TV series. A hundred. Remember, like, in the year 2007, that would have felt, like, funny to say? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're here in 2022, and we're like, only the top hundred? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't even know if we'll leave some out because of this. Number 100 is The Collector. Do you know who that is? Yes. My good man, Benicio Del Terro. That's right. There you go, right? The collector made number 100, but only on the strength and charisma of Benicio. Probably. Although he's pretty special in the comics. No, I, okay, but is this like based on the movies or the comics? Yeah, it's not based on right. comics. Yeah. So I think there's, there's certain things about that too. Well, I mean, listen, we probably know number one's Iron Man if it's based on Robert Downey Jr. And if it's not, then it would be who? Like Spider-Man, if it's based on the comics or something like that, right? Let's wait. Let's see what what you think when we get there. Ah, okay. Number 99, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, the your favorite uh, uh, actress from the Deadpool movies. I mean... Uh, you had, you had chosen her for something. Catwoman. Yeah. You, you casted her in your Batman uh I what, thought dream? she'd be a cool Catwoman, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if she's my favorite from anything, but no, but like that's why, well, like that's mm-hmm. when you were like, "Do you know who that is?" I was like, "I don't fucking." Know. And then number ninety-eight, same franchise as Cable. Okay, I wonder if Brolin hits the list twice. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet you because it's ranking villains too. I, Thanos is going to be top ten. I would bet. American America Chavez is ninety-seven. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I you know, she was the plot point of uh, Doctor Strange, but I, I didn't really get to know. Like, I knew I learned a little bit about her in this movie, but she didn't really matter to me in that movie. Yeah, I feel like this list could have some comic influence, hon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Colossus is 96. All right. Uh, from Deadpool, not from uh, the X-Men franchise. And Monica Rambo is 95. We saw her most in, mostly in WandaVision. Okay, most recently as a variant, I suppose, in the Doctor Strange movie. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's pretty much like if you appeared on screen and in, in, in an MCU project, you've made this list. 
Yeah, I don't even think it is MCU only because Electro is ninety four by Jamie with Jamie Fox. No, I guess he was. In yeah, but MCU, I mean that's so. yeah. He was just in the most Spider recent Spider Man movie. Right? Yeah, I think it's any movie portrayal of a Marvel character. Yeah, so you'd have to see Venom on there. Tom Hardy's probably getting his flowers as well, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, makes Even sense. Wen Wu. Do you know who that is? He's uh, um, saying cheese dad. Is that right? Right. Now, he was a very, um, not he was, he is, uh, apparently, like, a, a very, very well-known actor in his country, right? Mm-hmm. Who, Tommy Lund. Yeah, who ended up, uh, so that was a big get if you will, for from the Shang-Chi people, for people who aren't me, right? And in and, and the MCU, basically, he's the real Mandarin now. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that that's... Um, um, okay, so let's put that into terms, right? He's very good at what he does. So, therefore, I like him because he's just very, very talented. Mm-hmm. So where he comes from, he's a big deal, which makes Shang-Chi a big deal in representation terms and all of that, right? Uh, So I think that's just one of those things where it just works out on both sides. That's pretty cool. I mean, same thing's happening with Ms. Marvel. There are actors in those episodes that show up that... uh, Oh, is there, yeah? Oh, yeah, that John Brown's not going to know. Okay, fair enough. Right? John Brown's not going to know who that is. Uh, but when they show up, my sister's like, oh, my goodness, is that Farhan Akhtar? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there is fan. And I think that's the beautiful thing. When you can do fan service without it servicing all fans. Get it? Okay. Sure. Right? Like, that's that's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, if you're going to cast this person in your show, it's got to work for John, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And I think that's the overarching kind of idea there. Yeah, I mean, it's happened uh, three times in a row on Ms. Marvel. Like, every episode, there's a new actor who shows up where you're like, hey, man, that's a famous Bollywood actor. Or that's one of, like, Pakistan's best actors. Um, And they just happen to be playing this role in the show. So that's pretty cool, right? Like, and I'm sure that's, that's, I'm sure that's happened before and we didn't realize it in Black Panther, Shang-Chi, and others where we're just like, huh, okay. Why would we know, right? That being said, they, he still didn't rank as high as old Loki, like the Richard E. Grant version of old Loki. Yeah, because that that was pretty cool, and because old white men rule the world. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Ultron is 91. It's pretty low, so I'm interested to see who's after Ultron. This is the first time I'm seeing it, too. Number 90, number 90 is uh, Yondu. Okay. Okay. And for our listeners, I assure you, I'm not going to let John go through all of them. Oh, no? You don't want to hear them all? I would love to, but I don't know if they want to. Well, we'll cut some out if it gets long. Aunt May. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's her. That's Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. I love how you're like, we're not going to record an hour and 40, and now you're going to keep me here for three hours. (laughs) Okay, I'll skip some. I'll skip them here. Let's no, I was just I'm kidding. You've you got me for as long as you need me. Eighty six is Mantis. 
Okay. Pepper Potts, 85. <clears throat> well, as we said, there's only so many of them. So, yeah, well, like, I mean, the top five's fucking set, right? Original Avengers. It's got to be. Well, you know, I'm looking at this list, and I thought I'd heard the most relatable, best-testing MCU villain was Gore the God Butcher, and he's number 84. He's so recent. I have yet to see him. Yeah. So I don't know yet. Venom was 81. Those movies were shit. <laughs> yeah. That boy's lucky he's in the 80s. Yeah, he's lucky he counts, right? Well, that's where we can like look at this list and say objectively. This is based on on-screen performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As Moon Knight. Because if this is... was based on paper appearances, you know Venom's not an 80, right? Like, no, this is just... Like, he's way more popular. Yeah. Um, 73 is Moon Knight. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, when I watched it, I was like, hey, this is acceptable, but he feels like he is in... You know, if you're going to make, like, five buckets... Well, like the superheroes, he's probably like in bucket three or four. Mm. Right. Someone lower than I think they should be is Magneto. Matt Michael Fassbender's Magneto, maybe specifically, is number 69. If they're grading that on a curve, which is to say that they're combining Mr. Stewart and Fassbender, yeah, I will agree with you. Fassbender totally brought Stewart down. Uh, who plays... Magneto in the original. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, 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 Ian McKellen. McKellen, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say, yeah, if they're grading them together, <laughs> then it's like McKellen was like holding on to like a, tw- what, 2030 spot? Maybe we'll see him as we go through the list. It's hard to say. Uh, Miss Marvel's 68, by the way. So she's doing okay. Yeah. Mushy middle. That's where you want to be. <laughs> um. Yeah, so 64 is McAvoy's Xavier, so it's hard to say. Oh, does it say specifically, though, McAvoy's Xavier? It does say, it does say when, like, it shows a picture and does say McAvoy, yeah. Huh. Okay. Because I just just went past number 63, which is Peter B. Parker, who is the Peter, the older Peter Parker from Into the Spider-Verse. Um... So the one played by the guy from uh, the new, new girl. girl. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I, I like my favorite. Yeah, Spider Man. Okay. Um, interesting list because I wonder if yeah you would have Patrick Stewart again, but then I I wouldn't really have him much higher than that number on the list either. We so. got our first original Avenger, Hawkeye, sixty one. Hey, that's some disrespect. That's some fucking shade. Yeah, that is some shade. 61, not even the top 50. I mean, come on. Darcy Lewis is higher. Darcy Lewis. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that's a freaking friend from like, what's yes. she's like, WandaVision yes. friend and like the friend on like <laughs> Thor. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's higher than Hawkeye. Come on, this list. I'm against this list now. Admittedly, though, Kat Dennings does bring a lot of charisma and flair to that role. Sure. Sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, this Jeremy whole list Renner is in has, question. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more of this list. This whole <laughs> list is in question. Jeremy Renner that, has, like, 
ran as like headline movies. Boys won an Oscar, man. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go. Come on. What is this nonsense? 56 is Storm. Halle Berry's Storm. All right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Not Korg my favorite. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Akoye is 53. She's cool. She should be higher. What are you going to do? You know, you have to bump Not somebody down between Hawkeye to make that happen. Yeah. Insanity. This list is insane. I don't like this list. Can we move on? Well, I can move through. How about that? Doctor Strange is 47. Okay. If it keeps you angry. Phil Coulson's 46. You think sure. Doctor Strange should be below Phil Coulson? I don't know. I like Clark Gregg or whatever his name is. Yeah. We're um, gonna have we're having some pretty heavy hitters in the top forty. Remember, I feel I feel like what we're getting is like you also like have a little bit of like actor preference over anything. You think it's just like Jeremy Renner's unlikable, so therefore like he's so low on the list. <laughs> like how do you show up in <laughs> Oh my goodness? Remember, we're gonna put like birds or something in there. <laughs> That's a uh, that's like that Warner Brothers like when you get hit with an anvil and the birds fly around your head noise. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're into the heavy hitters, I think. I think at forty three we're at Vision. Okay. I mean, the boy's been in every single fucking project almost. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, again, like, he's not been in everything, but like, how are you not going to put Vision in like the top ten? If your book, if you're basing this off of like the on screen versus comic. When Paul Bettany is the longest tenured actor in the entire fucking franchise right now. Yeah. Star-Lord is 41. Sure. Sure. Oh, look at this. Uh, Mystique. Rebecca Romaine's Mystique is number 40. Whereas Jennifer Garner's was way in the 70s. I skipped over her. Really? Uh... I'm going to go ahead and just say that fucking Jerry O'Connell there like paid for that spot. <laughs> what about Ant-Man at 39? That's fair. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. 39. Yeah, that's fair. In Paul Rudd news, uh, he recently sent a signed helmet to a young lad who is 12 years old, uh, who's uh, nobody signed his yearbook. Oh, uh, so poor little guy went to school. Nobody signed the yearbook. Uh, an entire class of high school kids showed up uh, to sign that yearbook and say, bullying's not cool. And we're like, when you come to high school, you're going to have friends in us. Uh, and that story reached a Mr. Paul Rudd, who then uh, sent a signed helmet. Saying, the graduating for, class of 2022 said, when you come to high school. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> Uh, but I mean, if anything, that's such a good example for the rest of that fucking class, though, right? Yeah, like, I I don't know. Um, it's an interesting time, man. The Groot is thirty-seven. Oh, okay, cool. Animated fucking tree. <laughs> As one word. Nebula is thirty-six. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I don't know. Wong is thirty-three. Sure. Falcon is number thirty. Oh, here's Thanos, number 29. Okay. It's 29. Oh, my God. Blade. Wesley Snipes' Blade is 28. Okay. Hands up, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd, not to say I'd want a full, like, an accounting on this list and, like, who <laughs> We're not friends. Yeah. Right? This is not, like, an Ernest and Young fucking envelope situation. We're not friends with this list. Uh, okay. Top 25. Winter Soldier. Yeah, okay, cool. Peggy Carter, 24. Sure. Kate Bishop, 23. She's way too high on this list. You know what? I am a Halle Steinfeld stan, so I will allow this. Oh, okay. Um, well, she won me over with that Bumblebee fucking movie. Okay. Toby Toby is number 22. Toby Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah, okay. Killmonger is number 21. Yeah, see... Mar- Captain Marvel is number 20. I don't know who's liking her. Plenty Nick Fury of people, is number like 51% of the population, John. Get over <laughs> it. Not- Nick Fury is at 19. Deadpool is at 18. Ian McKellum's Magneto's at 17. There we go. That's proper respect. Put some fucking respect on that name. All right, I got it. Jessica Ooh. Jones is 16. Uh, I don't know, man. Hawkeye deserves to be higher than Jessica Jones. Come on. He's an Avenger. Daredevil is number 15. Charlie Cox. Fuck, man. If you bust out Iron Fist soon, I'm going to, like, just leave. (laughs) I don't know. Actually, he might be one of the ones. He better not be in the top 14. Dr. Octopus is number 13 or 14. Uh, Wanda Wanda Maximoff is number 13. Shang-Chi is number 12. Hulk is 11, Black Widow's 10, Thor's 9, Loki's 8, Captain America's 7, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine is 6, Miles Morales is number 5, the animated version. Robert Downey Jr. is number 4. Okay. Charles Xavier Patrick Stewart's number 3. Oh, Tom's, right. Tom Holland's number 2. Who's going to be number one? Tom Holland's number two. Um, I don't know. Who is it? Chris Evans, I guess. Can you think? Yeah. Can you think of who else we've left off? No, I, that's the, the only name I'm looking. Yeah. Number or Scarlet. One. Scarlet. She was in there. She was like top 10, I think. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, oh, Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Yeah. Number, number one. I just assumed the list was for the living. <laughs> you can keep that one in man i'm okay with it we're sure. we're a couple of beers in yeah see that's that's where that joke comes from captain america was number seven yeah no i remembered as soon as uh as soon as i said it, i was like actually no he said evans um but yes no I, and i i stand by the idea that i i totally discounted all dead actors Fuck, man. I feel so bad for Hawkeye. Chadwick Boseman had one movie. <laughs> he was in one fucking movie. Oh, he was in Civil War. Uh-huh. For that little moment. Uh, Yeah. Not to take anything away against Boseman's performance. Um, but again, I think this speaks not to Boseman's <laughs> acting as much as his likability. Yeah, and I don't I, think this speaks to Renner's like acting as much as it speaks to like his unlikability, right? Like it's just I mean, it's a pretty safe it's a pretty safe thing to give uh, Chadwick Boseman. 
I would definitely say he was he was a good character. Number one, I have to maybe disagree with. I mean, is it rude to say I would have just put him one spot ahead of Killmonger on the list? Yeah, that just sounds to be like, hey, you know what I mean, like here. Yeah, sounds appropriate. Okay. Did he have that big of an impact to the MCU? No. I don't even think they got to that movie yet. You know what I mean? Like the idea is Black Panther two was I think supposed to be that moment for when when that character was really going to take off. Um, yeah, I don't even think he's going to be right. in that one. No, I mean it'll be an offhand mention. <laughs> Unless they get the estate to sign off on like some fucking deep fake stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, imagine that's like the secret fucking sauce right now that they don't want anybody to know is like. The, the estate of like Chadwick has like us agreed to let him be like a forty minute fucking character deep faked throughout the entire thing. Yeah, I, I can see him signing up for that. Yeah, I could see him like putting that in his will. <laughs> let them finish the movie. The art matters. <laughs> the arc matters. Yeah, that's good. Final words. <laughs> uh, Kev, Mr. Feige. Uh, Mr. Bozeman would like to see you in the hospital. What is it, Chadwick? Is it, what can I do for you? The arc matters. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to? I've had drinks, okay? Oh, I've had drinks. I like that one, too. That's good. <laughs> oh, should that I say it dope, in the, should I say it in the South Africa? The arc matters. <laughs> no, you got to do it like the Matt Damon accent from Invictus. <laughs> Well, he's like from Brooklyn or something in real life, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. The The actual challenge was Matt Damon. Nobody gives hip props for that fucking accent <laughs> he pulled off. That shit was believable as fuck, man. I actually yeah. thought he was a goddamn fucking rugby player from South Africa. He sounded more South African than Morgan Freeman did sounding <laughs> like Mandela. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. that and fuck. That was shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Matt Damon could literally do all wrong from here on out, but at the end of the day, I'd still be like, yeah, but did you hear his fucking accent in Invictus? That like, accent, yeah. <laughs> that accent tells me that boy's a genius on Kanye levels. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's different. Well, I feel like we've assault, assaulted enough people's sensibilities this, this episode, right? <laughs> Apologies to Akido Toyoda, our <laughs> 2-year-old listener. <laughs> I um I know we didn't have a ton of uh in-depth detail like some episodes of Can you confirm that? But it was just meant to be a fun little episode of us um celebrating 100 episodes of this podcast that we uh love so much. Yes, I'm sure we'll be back in 2 weeks time mm-hmm. with our hard-hitting investigative take on the the cancel culture the wokeness that has divided the world uh all that shit that we normally always never really you know like we talk about it but like yeah we're gonna go after woke culture in season three (laughs) that's our that's our game plan i'm pretty sure we're gonna do a hard pivot to the right it seems (laughs) to be where the money's at yeah i tell you it wouldn't you know, be uh, it wouldn't be a surprise, I guess. Eh? Truth Social doesn't have a uh, 
a podcast yet. Like so. <laughs> On that note, all I'm going to say is, like, stick around, season three. Uh, donate to the cause because I would love a couple of fuck Pierre like stickers to be on a couple of cars too. I don't think it's fair that it's not like a two way street anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. If they get, I just feel like if it's, if it's a race to the bottom, John, uh, Oh boy, are me and you equipped to make sure that it happens. Right. You know, it's like podcasting is pretty much that a race to the bottom. Oh, there we go. And with that, I want to thank you guys for listening to our 100th episode and for listening along the way to 100 episodes of us chatting every Friday. Do what you do. You got two weeks. Share, like, subscribe, comment, uh, smash that fucking button wherever the fuck you're listening. I don't know. Whatever button is there. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. remember we're gonna put like birds or something in